And welcome back to the WRAM Morning Show. I'm Mike Weaver, and joining us here in the studio, we have Mammoth Fire Chief Casey Rexroad and Captain Craig Kozad. Gentlemen, how are we doing today? This is a beautiful, uh, love this kind of weather. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, love it while it lasts, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> because it could, yeah, it could change in 10 It'll be different so. tomorrow. So. <laughs> I was going to say, from what we had uh, earlier in the, in the uh, so-called spring, yeah, uh, yeah, we will definitely take I this. don't care for that. <laughs> <laughs> it seems like we usually get about a week of spring, and then we move right into summer. Right so. into yes. summer. Yeah. That'll, it, and it won't be long before we'll start talking about Fourth of July and fireworks. Right. So, right. You know. yeah. But there's a lot going on before that, uh, so I'll just let you uh, jump right in and tell us what's going on. Yeah, one of the things that uh, it's that time of year again, we're going to uh, get out and uh, mess with everybody's uh, water in town by flushing, <laughs> flushing the hydrants in town. Um, we do this every spring. Um, it helps the uh, water department by clearing out all that sediment and all that uh, all that stuff that's in the water might water mains that might be just kind of stagnant and sitting there. So. Uh, it also helps the uh, the fire department because we can get out there, operate every single hydrant in town, make sure they're all working, find out what's wrong with them and things like that, and if they need attention. And so we can, uh, and we also um, do that to uh, find out how much water we have available from each hydrant because, you know, it's not the same amount from every single hydrant with all the different size mains like that and, and things like that in town. We, we have to get out there and actually flow that hydrant and take a readings off of it to figure out how much water is available from that hydrant. So. Uh, on average, how much? Because uh, that's kind of a good question. People probably don't think about how much water can you get out of one of those hydrants. Uh, generally, in in town, I would say anywhere between five hundred and fifteen hundred. Um, <laughs> I know it's kind of a big range, mm-hmm. but uh, we have a lot of different sized water mains in town, so it's hard to hard to put a really good average on. Would you say that's too, Craig? Or yeah, and it, you know, like you said, it depends on where we're at. Uh, the new mains they put in obviously put out more water. Uh, our apparatus have anywhere from 500 to 1,000 gallons on them, uh, which provides for a good initial attack on a fire. Uh, we carry an extremely large amount of large diameter hose to be able to get to a, a good flowing hydrant if we're short on that end, too. So we'll always have water. Just Either we can hook up right next to where we're at or right. we may need to go a block or two, but we'll always have a good supply. So it just varies throughout town. But And, you know, it's – Mama's not uncommon from any other city. There's old infrastructure and new infrastructure, and the new infrastructure has the high flowers, and the old is, you know, they're a lot smaller mains because they didn't have, you mm-hmm. know, didn't need that kind of water back in the day. So um, it's just just depends on where you're at. But gotcha. we, we can get it no matter where we're at. So Cause it looks like, I mean, like when you're flushing the hydrants, there's a lot of water that's coming out of those. Of the yeah, we, we do that, have so. a pretty good water. We have a really good water system in town. Yeah. I've done a lot of work for, on it over the uh, uh, past years or so, and uh, – um, like uh, Craig said, that there's there's uh, the larger distribution mains that go down through uh, neighborhoods and things like that, and then they kind of branch off of there. And they, some of the lower flows might be the ones that are branched off from that. But we, like he mentioned, we have the hose to reach those larger mains if we need to uh, to get that flow that we need. And you know, the majority of the time for the for the fires we have, unless it's something that's just completely out of control. Uh, for those smaller room and contents fires, we're knocking that down with basically the water that's on the truck. And uh, uh, we're just using the hydrants to refill the trucks and, and keep that topped off and stuff like that. But uh, so, so how much water do you keep on the truck? A thousand gallons on our engines, 500 yeah. on our ladders, pretty standard for us. And it's we carry actually more than most cities do. Most are between 500 and 750. So, um, and, and that was because back in the day, the, the water distribution wasn't quite as good as it is now. So we've improved quite a bit, but, right. but that's why we carry a lot of that water. And the trade-off is we lose space and, and there's weight to the trucks, but it helped us with the initial attack because as the chief said, you know, if you're, if you're doing things correctly and you have a room of contents, a thousand gallons, it should be more than enough water to do what you need to do. So 
probably 95% of our fires are going to handle that. You get into a uh, Wells fire, you know, circa 2006, we used, I think, 2.2 million gallons of water there. So that's a completely different animal. Right. But, but, you know, that's that's water shuttle coming in and, you know, the water department getting involved and all that kind of stuff. So general, that's a you know, once every 15-year fire, you know. So. Always covered. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So when's the, uh, the flushing start? Uh, we're starting the flush on next Monday, uh, the 23rd. Uh, we're starting the morning, and we will begin begin on uh, was it Main and Harlem, I yes. think, is where we're starting. Uh, we'll work our way south on Main Street, and then we're going to move over to A Street, do the same thing, and then B and C and D and so on until we finish that uh, the west side of town. Uh, and then we'll jump over across Main Street and do the same thing on the east side of town. Um, and then Harlem... Uh, a, Anything north of Harlem is going to be scheduled after that, or maybe on weekends in the meantime, things like that. The problem with that, um, doing it the north of Harlem, is is we work with uh, Smithfield to make sure that, and other, you know, the other businesses out there to make sure that no, uh, their services are not interrupted during that time. Because it, uh, when we flush the hydrants, it really stirs up the water, and, uh, you know, it can cause some disruption with the businesses on that end of town. So. Right now, is there a... Um a boil order in effect or anything when this is going on or does, does no no absolutely not there we've never had an issue with that uh and so we didn't just we just got out there and flush them until they're clear like i said it clears up all the sediment and things like that in the mains and uh um it really just it makes them a lot cleaner so you might see some discoloration in like in your toilet water and things like that um it's definitely not boil order stuff um okay. and a lot of times you can just run your faucet for two or three minutes in the house it'll clear it up so and about how many can you get done in a day uh, I think we were doing on a good solid day. We usually start about nine and go to four, four thirty, with no interruptions. Of course, calls come in the middle of that, so mm-hmm. it depends. But we've been, we were been doing upwards of forty a day sometimes. Oh, wow. So, okay. I would say in a good three weeks we'd have the city done. If, if it's not, you know, rain obviously is a problem thing and call volume. So, things we don't have control over. But, but generally two to three weeks we should be done with that part. So, so I'll throw out a question and you might not know, but uh, how many hydrants total do you have in the city? Do you remember? I th- five and change, right? Yeah, I thought there was close to 500, yeah, give or take. Right around 500. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sometimes you'll see where they've had older ones they've taken out and not replaced. Right, but, right. again, that is because of the, the hose that we carry, and we don't need one at every block like they used to. So. Right. So yes, there's right. probably less hydrants, but better flowing hydrants, I guess, would be the mm-hmm. trade-off. So. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Very good. Uh, what else do we want to add here about that? Um, also, I just wanted to uh, mention that we we're going to have a smoke alarm campaign going on this weekend for uh, for a while. Now we've been working with the Red Cross um, to arrange to have this uh, campaign in town to sell free smoke alarms. And actually, the fire department's been doing this, you know, for a long time. Mm-hmm. I think it's in 2017 when we actually started to work with the Red Cross. And what happens is they, they provide us with the free smoke alarms, and uh, we agree that we're going to go out there and personally install them to these people's houses. And so um, people can call the fire department at any time. Um, it's not just during this campaign, but any time and request free smoke alarms. And uh, we'll come out and put them in your house for you. Um, but to, we just thought we'd do a little more outreach with this. And uh, um, they've been doing these campaigns for, for a long time now where they actually go out in a day and see and pick a, you know, a, a section of town or something and uh, see how many smoke alarms you can put in in one day. 
and you know sometimes knocking on somebody's door and asking them if they need a if they want a free smoke alarm is a, is a little better outreach than just you know telling to us talking to them right now or right, something you know right. um if you just show up with the alarms in hand and say hey can we come in and put these in you know we we'd, uh it's pretty effective, I think, too. I was going to say, you probably got pretty good. Yeah, they're like, yeah, come on in, free smoke alarms. So it's <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but, um, yeah, we're going to be doing that this uh, Saturday, and we picked a neighbor. We chose a neighborhood on the uh, southwest quadrant of town. We just thought, to, uh, no particular reason, we just thought it would be a good area to start with anyway and uh, at least try this campaign out and uh, see how it goes. And so hopefully it's very successful and we get a lot of alarms installed. So now are these the uh, the 10-year Yes, yeah, so a 10-year long-life uh, lithium battery uh, smoke alarms. And so um, you install them, uh, and you don't have to change the battery or anything for, for 10 years. Very so. good, very good. And and, and how many, uh, I guess, smoke alarms, uh, is that still the standard that you should have so many on each floor, uh, you know, like around the bedroom area and one near the near kitchen area? Uh, how, how many in a, in a household? You want at least, at least one on each level of the home. Um, you know, we recommend to put one um, near the bedrooms or in the bedrooms um, just to make sure that you hear that when you're sleeping and mm-hmm. stuff. Because obviously when you're awake, you you don't need it quite as much because you're going to see smoke or something or smell it. Um, but uh you know, the, at least one on each level of the home is what we recommend. Okay. Um, and again, what time is that uh, on Saturday that you're doing this? Uh, we're going to be out between 9 a.m. and uh, 2 p.m. installing these alarms. And so, uh, and like I said, we, we chose a, a neighborhood on the uh, southwest quadrant of town. Um, but if anybody else does want an alarm, we would be happy to come out that day and put them in. Um, you can call the uh, the fire station and arrange that. Uh, the number is 309-734-8428. And uh, the Red Cross also provided with an alarm, or excuse me, a uh, phone number. It's 309-743-2166. Um, I think there was might have been a little confusion with that uh, before because 743 and 734 yeah. sound very similar. <laughs> right, right. But uh, um, hopefully that, uh, you know, if you, if you can't get a hold of the Red Cross for the smoke alarm, just give us a call at the fire station. We'll make sure you get that alarm. So. And, and again, you, you guys can do this uh, anytime. It doesn't exactly. have to be Saturday. So. Yeah. Right. And, and has that been pretty successful of people just calling? Yeah. Yeah. Out? Usually it's time after we get, to, after we talk about it with uh, mm-hmm. you on the radio right. for, uh, we'll get a few calls that later that week and you know, just to remind people and things like that. But yeah, uh, early on we were inundated which was good and then mm-hmm. and of course then most people got them and then just kind of trickled through after that but it's pretty pretty common at least once a week to be do one or two of them yeah, yeah. then now you can sit back and relax for 10 years 10 years <laughs> yeah and luckily they're spread out enough and i think you know we won't be inundated again so it's right. but uh yeah it's the 10 year thing is definitely a game changer because people normally weren't good about changing batteries and things like that i just yeah. you know kind of get a bad habit so that's a lot more effective i think that way and then then of course when that cycle hits again you know then we'll We'll go back out and replace them. So right. it's a good program. Yeah, so. absolutely. Anything else uh, you guys want to? Yeah, we got a uh, dedication. We built a, a memorial wall. Uh, Thomas Landscaping helped us with that. Uh, a couple of years ago, Station 2, COVID, of course, got in the way of a lot of things we were doing mm-hmm. with it. But uh, we built a memorial wall down there for our firefighters that have been killed. We've had two firefighters since 1855 that were killed. One was in 1867. Uh, Richard Perot, and then uh, 1993, Assistant Chief Dennis Olson. So we've had two firefighter firefighter fatalities, and so we built a memorial wall, and then we have plaques on there that we've got got put up this spring, finally. And we're going to have a dedication on May 28th down there, so uh, it's at 9 o'clock, open to the public. Um, it'll be just a, a, a service that we're going to do. We'll talk about 
each firefighter that was killed a little background and, mm-hmm. and what happened on that day as, as best we can and then just a, the normal dedication and then and then we'll, uh, we'll we'll wrap that up but it's been it's been a long time coming and it's, it's been a you know several year process now of, of building it and 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 getting it dedicated with some some curveballs thrown at us but we're pretty excited to get it done so and that's open to the public absolutely yep okay. absolutely right. 9 a.m and, and that's uh, may 28th so all right and then other than that we're just getting ready for uh i guess summertime summertime yeah uh, it's cms week so shout out to all the first responders emts paramedics out there volunteers uh career people you know public uh, private ambulance services and all that um everybody does their parts it's great to have talking about summertime uh heat exhaustion things like that Mm -hmm. stay hydrated uh, it's not too bad out yet, but it can be, and that's that's a lot of our calls in the summertime are people working and you know just not used to it and just stay hydrated. And we tell our own guys that you know it's it sneaks up on you when you don't expect it because in our line of work we don't know we're gonna get called, so you're all well and good. We we try to prehydrate, and you should everyone should do that. So um, and just know your limits. Don't overdo it. You know, stay cool. If you get if you're getting too hot, just stop doing what you're doing. But. Yeah. Don't forget sunscreen too. So. Yeah, sunscreen absolutely. <laughs> sunscreen is a good thing. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> anymore, yeah. The ozone layer is <laughs> yeah. very, very good anymore. Yeah, I don't know how it's working. I only right? say that because I was reminded of that this year. We went out to a track meet. Nobody thought to bring sunscreen, and we all came home. Oh, uh, yeah, all right. you know, yeah, red. So. <laughs> yeah, the first one's the worst of the year. Oh always. yeah. <laughs> it is now officially summer. Yeah, right. that's right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, could you, could you guys actually go out on quite a few calls? Because uh, sitting up here uh, on the courthouse square, we see the the trucks going out, you know, quite often. Yeah, it's um, uh, you know, we we have statistics, and like I've, I've talked about this before, but about seventy percent of our calls are EMS calls, so um, that's nationwide, just a statistic. And four four percent are actual working structure fires, um, and then everything in between. So um, yeah, it's it's just you know, and of course it varies from day to day. Uh, but, uh, you know, EMS keeps us hopping a lot of times. And as I've talked about before, our guys are either EMT basics or paramedics on board. So we work with the ambulance and, and give the, the patients the best care they can and, and get there and, and help out with that. And, and then, uh, yeah, so it's just a number of calls, um, could be doing anything when we go. And then anytime you see us running cold, it's, you know, we're smoke detector installs, we're doing training, we're doing driver's training, uh, working with the new guys, um, just we're point a to point b you know doing all kinds of different things so we're always out about doing something so we're good we're good and uh yeah keeping busy um throughout the throughout the summer how how are you doing on staffing um oh right now we're up to what we would consider full staffing mm-hmm. um good, good. <laughs> yeah you're, we um you're probably very one of the yeah, very few yeah. <laughs> right right it's it's kind of been uh hit and miss over the last couple of years but uh we're, we're right back up to we just hired uh, paul mangieri and he just completed the uh, firefighting academy uh, this just past month and so um and doing very well and uh he's one of the guys we've had out uh, doing a little bit of driver's training and things like that to uh, get him prepared to to respond to uh, emergencies uh, as a driver you know it's a we need so many hours of training before we actually send somebody out uh to do that uh, to respond to emergency call and so um but do, doing very well with staffing so far. Good, good, good to hear. Because yep. every every day we're hearing more and more people saying, "Oh, we need employees. Mm-hmm. We need help. We need you know." This yeah, and and, we, and we had talked about that with Vanessa. I think the last mm-hmm. time we were up here, that how difficult it is right now to find staffing for fire mm-hmm. departments and uh, you know um, ambulance and things like that. And so, 
Yeah, they're really trying to push that right now to get as many people that uh, uh, want to get into that field to just apply because uh, there it are used to be shortages. just a you just would mention it and everybody would show up and now it's like I saw that Galesburg was having like a a, a class to so people could come to it to see what it was about even mm-hmm. you know what I mean and trying to trying to do those kind of things to entice I guess that maybe that's not the right word but to at least educate uh, younger people on this this field whether it be police EMS fire whatever because right. we just the numbers aren't there anymore like they used to be you used to have that big waiting list oh yeah it was it was you know you'd have there wasn't anything to have 30 40 50 people test here or in or in Galesburg and now we have like three or four show up and that's that's nationwide it's yeah. not it's not an Illinois problem it's not a mammoth problem it's nationwide and there's some variables, you know, and different things like that, but it's uh, a lot of it's just it's just a weird time. I, I can't explain it. It's an excellent career. It's you know it's a great job. So I mean, it just I don't know what exactly. Is, I think it's multiple things that are driving it, but our job is to try to figure out what those things are and how we need to get ahead of it mm-hmm. to educate people so then they they understand that this is and, and it's not uncommon with the trades period you know whether you're talking Amarin or whoever you know they're having trouble finding people um so they've had to change their game too and and it's a lot of pr you know and that's something we've really stepped up as you know we'd always done the uh you know this the fire week stuff in october and those kind of things but now we've had to really up our game to to really educate the, the public especially the younger people on this career opportunity right. so you know because there are steps you have to take it's you know and, and there's a process you know what i mean you can't just apply and then get hired the next day like you do a lot of jobs mm-hmm. and there's literally like a two-year list that you're on and, and testing and and i think that scares a lot of people also but it's like if they understand the process then it's very simple so that's that's the key in, in educating people so and, mm-hmm. and i i would say before we didn't have to worry about it because everybody wanted to do it and now it's <laughs> like we have to do it because you know right. we have to get out there and really and really say hey over here, you know, we're, <laughs> we're a good place to work. You know, it's a good, it's a great job. You know, you're missing out. So. Got to keep it going. Absolutely, and, and get absolutely. The, get the young people involved because yeah, eventually you'll want to retire. And yeah, for sure. The and, other people that and it's step you know, up and, and it's, mm-hmm. it happens every day. People are leaving, and you know, just because of retirement things like that. So mm-hmm. we've got to replace them. So, all right, gentlemen. Well, appreciate the uh, the time. Anything else quickly to add? Or I think I think we're, we're good. good. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, enjoy the rest of the day, and then we'll talk to you again. I'm sure here in June. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Mom of Fire Chief Casey Rexroad and Captain Craig Kozad joined us here on The Morning Show.